Hi everyone, and welcome to the Marvelous Podcast, where we talk about all the Marvelous TV and movie stuffs. This week we are talking about the final episode and the whole series, season, current set of episodes that have been for She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, finishing with the episode, Whose Show Is This? I'm the podcasting robot Matthew, the movie and television technology <laughs> highlighting awful writing. And I'm joined by Laura, the love and ultimate romance authority. <laughs> I just wanted to get a Hulk thing in there. And I'm joined by Abby, the automated bodybuilding intelligence. Oh, nice. Now that I see. the question earlier. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> there is there is method to my acronyms. Nice. Yes. So we're talking the final episode, uh, and we're going to talk the series as a whole. I think, but the final episode. What did you think, Laura? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. From the seventies Hulk styling at the start to the meta metaness of it all, uh, the humour really landed for me this time. I had no idea where we were going, uh, you know, once we got sort of halfway through and everything went a bit nuts, uh, but really worked. Uh, if the whole series had been in line with last episode and this episode, I would have I would have really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, and I did not expect to be saying this, given the discussions we've had, but if this is the way we're going, then I'm quite looking forward to a season two if we get one. Excellent. Mm. Abby, what did you think? Kind of the opposite. <laughs> bearing in mind that we don't discuss our views before we record no. so this is <laughs> excellent um yeah whose show was that anyway that's my question yeah mm. um i i just think if you're gonna have your character burst into the writer's room and point out that the writer's room didn't do a great job maybe just don't maybe make the next show don't make me watch that one. That was it was all very strange. I did like where she crawled through the interface mm-hmm. and the thing. That was excellent. <laughs> that was very nicely done. It was very good. Um, but, oh. I, oh. <laughs> Matthew, what do you think? <laughs> We've not uh, formally, I think, discussed swearing on this podcast. I'm going to restrain it. But what the flipping heck did I watch <laughs> in that episode? <laughs> I came very close to texting you, and then, like you say, we don't discuss this beforehand, but I was just sat there like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It was baffling. The 70s Hulk stuff was baffling, but funny funny as a throwaway. But then to layer this other stuff on it, that, that we, we've talked, I think, a couple of times about doing things ironically. Mm. And it's really hard to do stuff ironically because it also means you're doing the thing. And every so often you see, and I really should write down, because every so often you do see an example of doing the thing ironically, but still doing it well. Mm. Um, doing it in a comedic way so it's a bit more acceptable. This was doing the ridiculous stuff. And she was pointing it out, yes, but they were then doing the ridiculous stuff. And and then I think the, the meta direction they took it on, took it in, didn't deliver the oh it's okay because they're doing this weird meta thing where she's now in the real world oh isn't it really funny that Kevin Feige is actually a robot yes no yes it is funny Matthew they're now layering like a uh, there's an interstitial layer between us or something so they're admitting this isn't this is just an imagination the thing so it doesn't work as a meta thing it was very weird. And then if you're going to have the writer's room, this is what I thought you were about to say, Abby. If you're going to have the writer's room and point out that the writers are coming up with weird rubbish stuff, have the actual writers there. Don't have actors playing the writers. No, the writers are all there. They're just not doing the lines. No, the people doing the lines, though, they were supposed to be well, Jessica Gow. They were supposed Gow to be and... other writers. They weren't necessarily meant to be Jessica Gow. It didn't say it was Jessica. And then I think she was sat on in the room on the left. Isn't this when you get into um, was it equity or you know the who's allowed to speak on a TV who's in the show? guild and those yeah, things. but I mean also mm. they might have delivered the lines appallingly because they're writers, not actors. Well, also um, true. And, and I would have I would have dug that significantly more than this weird other layer of reality they're now presenting us with. It was very uncanny valley, I think. So the people who delivered the lines in the. In the credits, certainly on IMDb, are listed mm. as writer Jessica, writer Zip. Okay, well, that's on IMDb. That wasn't 
but still, it 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 was it was it was just too odd for me. Mm. And you know, I liked the idea. I liked the sort of suggestion that they come in and go, "No, we can't do that finale. No, we can't. That can't be it. Really, really." But <laughs> there wasn't anything else. There wasn't. How much more could you have wanted? Something that made it look like they'd have a plan. It, it's also because they don't. It, it's not that they rewrite it to give a different sequence. They say actually, let's skip ahead to dealing with the outcome of that sequence. All these people are there. They don't even explain why uh, Titania's there. No, but we no, don't. Yes. Uh, no, but they do undo it because they undo um, Todd having the Hulk blood. She says, "Wipe that," and so he goes back down to being normal Todd. Aren't they on the screen behind them. Mm. And they say, um, you know, Blonsky, he just needs to, you know, pay for what have you. And he also shrinks down from being um, the Mm -hmm. abomination to being just Blonsky and that. So, yeah, I think all of the bits that she points out are crap, are removed. And then when when she says, you know, well, do you want me to transform? What's the most cost effective way for us to do that? It's just cut to the end is the most cost effective way to do it. And it's the wrap up. Um, yeah, it, it it goes to the wrap up. It doesn't go to actually that thing we wrote with all these different characters turning up, which, which she calls out. She's like, "Well, you can't just have them turning up." Yeah, and then she wants to take out those elements. They don't then go back to before that and have her discovering some of the stuff. Blonsky's doing this thing. Who's behind intelligence? They go to actually the end of the sequence yeah. and say, "All these characters have turned up. We've taken out some of those elements, but it's still that we've done introducing all the characters who didn't need to be there in a way that they didn't need to be." But again, this is uh, this is a comedy, isn't it? And so the joke is that the the most cost effective way to do it is to skip all of that and just go to the end. And Titania is still there at the end yeah, because okay. you've then got that joke with Daredevil. Do you know it's? Hmm. But okay, so what would you have preferred to see? I think if the joke is the most cost effective way to, of not doing it is not to do it, maybe they shouldn't have made the show. I I it was <laughs> if you're going to undo all the things that we spent nine episodes building and just say, oh yeah, that's okay, no. Because that was the plot that we were watching. Mm-hmm. And if your main character has the capacity to burst through and go, no, I don't like it. Couldn't she have done that in episode two? And then we could have had a different show. And, that, and that's what I mean by, couldn't we watch that show instead? Like, if she's been talking to the camera all this time. But wasn't the point with this that it was going down as as she pointed out, the traditional Marvel route of big blow-up CGI fest at the end, so that wouldn't well, have worked that in, in episode, episode two. one. Though wasn't she watching? I feel, I feel like our episode one podcast was was us complaining about the big blown up CGI fighty fight. Mm. Um, and what yeah. what I would have wanted, and and this again might be the problem that it's what I thought they were doing is yeah. the point where she comes in and discovers Blonsky's there as the abomination. Mm. I thought we were going to go back to that point and have the resolution. Because what she's complaining about is the resolution. The resolution of all these people turning up and it just being a big fight about the powers isn't good. So I thought they were going to go back and do... What they seem to be saying is there is a really good way of doing this. And I thought they were going to deliver a really good way. But they they went, actually, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to say that all still happened. And then we're just going to get the lines of... Oh, he does. He does regret it anyway. Although we then see that Blonsky knew he was going to be getting out of prison anyway, yeah. so that doesn't land still. And I can't even remember what Todd's final thing was. Was it just him still being awful? Well, it's it's a little confusing because they seem to be mixing up civil and criminal. Because he seems to have been arrested there, but I don't mm. know what he's been arrested for. I mean, I guess probably some kind of malicious online something something. Mm-hmm. But I don't know you get taken away in handcuffs for that. Yeah, because she wanted him for the the invasion of privacy stuff. Yeah, so that's civil, I would imagine. Mm, exa- yeah. Uh, so that all seemed a bit confusing. But but yeah, if he hasn't like hulked out and what have you, then I'm not really sure what the what the criminal element would be. Maybe it's because he helped Blonsky get out of the abomination cuff thing. Yeah, he seems to be doing that on his own. And we had canon that. Yeah, I don't know. Because my heart sank a little bit when um, the abomination walked in. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, I didn't want a meal like, mixed up in this. But then when I realised, oh, he's not, actually, 
as far as he's concerned, this is just mm. a speaking event and he's mm. not done a lot of due diligence on who he's speaking to, which I would I say nowadays, like nowadays is not a great move. Yeah. Um, but totally understandable because he's been in prison for a while. Yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> all just for profit. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, when he then picks her up and, you know, is obviously not part of the, the gang, mm. um, then that was a bit of a relief. I mean, I, I am very mindful that I... I'm really mindful that a lot of people have really enjoyed this show. And I have rarely been more confused, <laughs> but it is a fact. Mm. And all sorts of people are having a great time. And I guess it is just like one of those things in life that people love doing. And I don't like skydiving. You know, it's just <laughs> just the difference between them and me. Um, and And I feel like this last episode... I think probably frustrated me because I'd had such enjoyable points in the one before mm. because this did a lot of the things it did a lot of things that I just didn't feel it, it landed. I wanted it to land them better. And I think that actually I probably would have felt the whole thing landed better if it hadn't been for the very, very end and the end credits mm. where again, whose show is this anyway and why all the way through, have we been saying, how come you keep giving the big drops to other characters? So I, I think mm. that even as the show is calling itself out, it's still doing it. Why? Mm. Just because you said doesn't mean you should do it anyway and that's okay. I, I found that, I think all of those incongruities, I think, were too many for me in the end. But I'm glad people had a good time. I'm glad you liked it, Laura, and I think that's nice. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I will throw out there there were bits in the conversations in doing the thing because I think I think the idea of her entering the real world if we're saying she can break the fourth wall and then she actually does that thing um there were bits in there that I quite enjoyed some of the calling out about I I think she made me mention the orphans before but now she mentioned the father issues. Yeah. Um and she asked about the X-Men and there were a, a few things in there that I go Okay, this is, you know, very knowing, but okay. Um, the bit with the security guard just making us sign the NDA and then pressing the button anyway. Mm-hmm. Fine, yeah, good. It would seem some of the people in there, and this this is why, like, some of it landed okay. I think he is one of the security on-site type people. Yeah, he is. Or he used um, to be the receptionist or something, yeah. And there was someone else who was a props person who was now included in it. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, great. I absolutely fully like that as an but idea. The bit where they get beaten up for doing their job, not a great thing. <laughs> not great. And I think, you know, again, when we talk about kind of where the violence is, I've mm-hmm. found the kind of, oh, we're in this world and you're still beating him up like that. Okay. Bit odd. Yeah, it's bad. I didn't think about that, but yeah, absolutely fair. Seems a bit odd. <laughs> um, bit much, maybe. Just doing his job, even if that is guarding the weird robot thing. What I don't know is where She Hulk goes from here. Not to the films. Yeah, clearly not. <laughs> I mean, they they did say towards the end of that conversation that the issue on their platform that allowed her to do this had now been fixed. So I think this is meant to be a one-off thing. Right. And so she's not going to be having future conversations with Kevin, mm. which I think is good because once you, you know, if that's open to them, then that's mm-hmm. very messy going forward. Um, but yeah, so I don't, we don't know yet if we're getting a season two. I mean, in the writers in the writer room were talking, writer room were talking about season two. I feel like the thing about the own practice stuff seemed like, uh, if we had a season two, this is what it would oh, be about. Yeah, absolutely. Or if she does end up in a film, I assume she will end up in a film somewhere. And Ms. Lani said that she's up for the up for a season two if they are going to do one. Okay. But mm. she was interviewed quite recently and said that she, as far well, she says anyway, she doesn't have anything on that yet. Mm. Okay. So we'll see. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine it would be she would have a practice in LA, maybe like the kind of sister practice of daredevils yeah i see that kind of model seems but um yeah i'm a bit i i I thought you guys were going to have liked this i'm a little surprised (laughs) and i was so relieved that you know that i really liked it because i've not enjoyed not enjoying Mm. a lot of the show Mm. um so i'm a bit at a loss here (laughs) 
I think we... also, sorry. No, please. I was going to say also because because um, I, I called out a gender thing for, for other reasons a couple of episodes ago. I did just want to say if they flip the Daredevil thing and then Daredevil is demanding that the show teleport She-Hulk for his pleasure to New York, do we like that the same amount? Is that the same funny? And And that is a genuine question. I'm checking if that's the same funny. I think it could be. I think if it was in this weird meta thing, then yeah, why not? I think it's funnier when it's her because just because it, it um, turns the gender convention on its head. And yeah, you're absolutely right. There's one, um, there's the one line which was my favourite line in it, which was when she's in with Kevin and she says, um, I smashed fourth walls, bad ending, and sometimes Matt Murdock. And that was the, funny. And, <laughs> and particularly her, deli- her yeah. delivery where she like shifts yeah. her body to the side and looks down the camera yeah. lens. That was definitely um, funny. Now, if that had been Matt Mur- Murdock saying that about Jen Walters not quite the same yeah which is unfair it, but it's just it's the mm. reality of um of the gender norms if if they'd given scarlett johansson a, a proper love interest mm-hmm. and they'd done something like that at some point because they've done these jokes with thor particularly that's the one who gets um not idolized i can't remember the word oh objectified Objectified. Thank yes. you ever so much. Gets objectified. I think. I think it's thought and not really. Oh, cap a bit as well. Yeah. But yeah. I think they are careful not to do it with the women. Um, now, yeah. because because yeah, it can't. Well, yeah, and so, certainly not in the films itself. Because um, it can come up off very gross. So whether it should be okay, shouldn't be okay in yeah. either direction. I think things. If this she feels was, better. If she was doing that all the time. Then not so much, yeah. but and and like I said, it is it is a double standard, but it works because mm. it is out of the norm. I suppose the thing as well is that we've established that her character is not always, you know, she's not ideal in many ways. There's yeah. lots of times she's not necessarily been like the best or nicest person, and when you look at the example she's had from the men in her life, <laughs> mm. it's, it's not a great deal to learn from. So, but no, I, I thought it would be an interesting discussion. It was. So. Mm. <laughs> Do we want to talk the series as a whole? I think we probably should. I think I think we've gone quite in depth on a number of these episodes as well. So mm-hmm. um, whether there's anything you particularly want to dig we into, want to talk about the Hulk, son. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna. Oh, you were gonna do to, that down the road. I'm know, sorry, I yeah. preempted your oh. format. I forgot you'd done the homework, Matthew. <laughs> so I did an almost complete rewatch. Oh. Um, sort of managed to get up to episode five. And then was running out of time, so skipped and did eight and nine. Okay. And episode one on rewatch is much stronger than I recalled. Hmm. Um, I remember thinking it was it was pretty good, but I had some rrr about it. But I'm um, really enjoyed it watching it this time. And then as the episodes go through, it kind of drops off and gets a bit patchy until uh, episode the eight and then nine for me. Absolute highlights from the series would be Nikki. Mm-hmm. I needed Boys. more of her, mm-hmm. and also the Daredevil. Uh, introduction and the way that they've shifted his character slightly to fit mm. with this uh, and then the the um the chemistry and interaction with jan and then low lights a lot of the comedy just not landing for me um and particularly jen being written as a pretty incompetent lawyer even while mm. we're being told that she's good at her job right all of everything points towards her really not being mm. that up on it that that sort of given this is so much of her career is such a a part mm. of this um you know for a lot of characters it wouldn't really make a lot of difference if they were good at their day job or not but this is this is the focus and um and we're being told that she's very good and then doing really obvious things like seemingly not questioning her clients yeah. before they end yeah. up in court and not even due diligence diligence just a yeah. bit of diligence somewhere yeah. in there yeah which rather undermines her mm. abby did you have any thoughts of the series as a whole i really thought i was gonna like this one more I'm really glad it had a lot of Tim Roth in it. <laughs> I enjoyed meeting Daredevil. Um, do you I think, think you'll check? Out, do you think you'll check out the um, the series? I do. I do think I will. I think mm. I'll remember at some point that that's the thing I want to do, and I will actually <laughs> do it. Um, yeah, I think he he really was a lot more than I was expecting because I think all the way through everyone was going, oh, you know, Daredevil's coming, and I was like, eh. mm. but then he turned up, and there was so much. Oh, what a joy! How unexpected. Um, I liked, I think, particularly the um, costume reveal. I think that's probably my favourite She-Hulk 
centered thing that mm-hmm. we've had this episode and having had plenty of complaints about the way of She-Hulk. I think that the outfit was absolutely cracking. Good job. Mm. So, so there's that. I like it on She-Hulk. I'm not sure it looks great on Jen. I suppose I am just so used to seeing powerlifters in them that <laughs> <Okay>. I, if you, <laughs> but if I you think that might like be a five kilo powerlifter, that's exactly what they would look like in it. <laughs> no, but maybe it's it's because She-Hulk has the muscles to kind of go with it, whereas yeah. it it kind of looks. I don't know. To me, to me, it makes Jen look like a kind of little girl. Kind of emphasises her. There's a tumble tot sticker on there. No, it's, it's funny because that is, that is one of the weird things about the very, very lightweight powerlifters is they are very small mm. humans. So there, there is a class of the powerlifter that I follow and they do phenomenal things with very little human. So <laughs> <laughs> that actually, and actually Tatiana's muscularity oh, yeah, she's in got, some cases mm. I think is more significant and more realistic yeah, for, she's got for a powerlifter. So, so I mm. think that actually, again, that's why I found that very plausible when it was actually on her. But as I say, I am really used to seeing all types of human in that particular mm. outfit, which is one of the reasons it makes it an excellent choice. It can be worn and is worn by professional sports people in the full range of human. Mm. Mm. So that's nice. Okay. Mm. Matthew, your thoughts on the series as a whole? I think I've said on a couple of occasions that I wonder if the series is effectively a test bed for how would Dead uh, not Daredevil how would Deadpool work in this format? Let's have a fourth wall breaking type character making comments on things, but but firmly embedded in the MCU. Because the stuff I have enjoyed is where she's done things about uh, comments on Thor's inspirational speeches, comments on stuff that's going on, and and some of the fourth wall breaks I've enjoyed. I like a fourth wall break very much to be honest with you. Sylvester Sloan does a, a looked camera in the film Oscar, which I love. Um, Christopher Reeve does one in the first Superman, which is one of the great moments of Superman. And in this, I generally have quite enjoyed it. However, it does. It, if I apply this to Deadpool, it makes me glad that certainly the two Deadpools we've had so far have been Fox productions, not Disney MCU productions, because it's nice that he he also... The comedy of it was about DC and the X-Men and the MCU and Watchmen and, you know, you know, everything he could possibly bring in there. Whereas I wonder if MCU Deadpool is only going to reference the MCU now. Mm. Something like that. It'll be, you know, it will be interesting to see how it applies in that way. But that is the stuff that I've enjoyed as, as we've gone through, that it has been a slightly off the wall take on some of these things in a very realistic way. You know, I'm talking about do the Avengers have pensions and it's all for orphans and people with, with um, paternity issues. So mm-hmm. that's, that's been pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I still like the line about when he left, they were making toilet kombucha. in the <laughs> prison. That's a great line. That's really good. One of, one of the things that just occurs to me about this podcast versus the other ones we've done with the other Marvel shows mm. We spent a lot of time talking about the intentions behind making the show and mm-hmm. if people knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've done that a bit less with this series. And I can't tell why. I can't tell if it's because we're all British and we've given up on the idea that people have any intention when they <laughs> do anything anyway. Um, I, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's that this show doesn't have the same sense of portentousness and kind of impact on the MCU because it has things like that fourth wall breaking. It has that awareness. It is mm-hmm. a show. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if our expectations are just tired. I, I just, I think it's notable that we haven't discussed it in the same way. I wondered if either of you had noticed that or if I'm making it up. Or uh, no, I think you're right. I think the only, where, only place where we have discussed that kind of thing is around the use of the misogyny and the mm-hmm. gender mm-hmm. stuff. And is that um, the point? Yeah, yeah and, and and how they would, you know, to what degree were they trying to make this point? And because we felt that, particularly in, in certain episodes, it was just so kind of dumped. Um, although I felt that less on a rewatch. But mm. I suppose it's just because I know it's coming, maybe. Maybe we got used to it, because it was... Constant. It felt heavy-handed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I, I think it's because it feels like the show isn't meant to be progressing the plot. I think we've also, we have had a conversation over the course of this year about how Phase 4 doesn't have a 
yeah contiguous plot through it that we're building to a you know end game ultron avengers assembled type moment mm. it's just a number of different plots happening um so i wonder if that's whether consciously or not changed the way we're viewing these because it has i think it has helped take it in of like okay they're just in, setting all the pieces on the board again mm. fine um but it has also felt like this show isn't meant to be considered part of it it is Gen show. There's a few cameos, which is which has been nice. It's been nice feeling like we're part of a connected universe. Although, you know, it's led us to feeling like it should be more connected. Why is Wong calling She Hulk instead of someone else to clean up, corrupt demons and things? But fine, you know, it is it is what it is where we are. So, mm. Laura, you mentioned about the misogyny and the you know I felt it was heavy handed about aren't men actually pretty crap, um, mm. which is probably true and probably absolutely my experience and and view on it not being the right one. But did either of you think it landed in the end? Did they get to a point with it? I think they did. And I think the vast majority of them were well observed. It's just Hmm. sometimes it was more the execution of it. Okay. Um, But I I really liked the Pug and Nikki infiltrating the intelligentsia meeting in the finale. And, you know, how uncomfortable Pug was actually even pretending to be one of those guys. But then also how good Nikki is at, at knowing what to say because, mm-hmm. you know, have, has experienced it. Lived experience, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. particularly the thing that completely underlined it for me is, you know, referring to them as females. Oh, yeah. Because that's just so... And the number of people who do, who would never go to an intelligentsia meeting, but are just a little confused about terminology and what have you. And it's some it's one of the things that really puts my back up, even though you know, I then have to have obviously have an immediate word for myself that will look... That clearly isn't their intention. So mm. there's a gentle education point here, um, if appropriate. But uh, but yeah, and I found all of that. I thought that landed well because for me that was within the tone of the show, okay. but was was highlighting these things. Um, and that was I think that was the main bit in the finale. And that was like so the rest of it. It felt it felt a lot of it felt well observed. It's just. Um, some of it just felt like it was a bit kind of dropped or a bit pushing on something too hard. I think we talked about some of the specific dialogue in some of the okay. early ones, particularly with Dennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. And some of it felt not particularly realistic in the way that it was executed. Right. Um, which then okay. it sort of opened you up to people saying, oh, well, it's all, it's all overhyped or, or you know, it's, it's exaggerated, which yeah. it is because it's a comedy. But mm. then uh, there's that balance, and I'm not sure it okay. always struck. What do you think, Abby? Really tested my understanding of the word comedy. Um, mm. I think that I, I really struggled to find the intention behind including those things because I found it very uncomfortable. I found it just a lot of, I guess, trigger points, but unresolved things, or even. Or things that aren't mine, but are conversations I don't follow. You know, if I if I start to see that conversation, I leave. Mm. So to continue watching a show that is repeatedly dropping this stuff on me mm-hmm. with no resolution in the scene, often no resolution in the episode, and nothing other than portrayal, I think that we have other spaces where we are far enough down the road that simply portraying something and saying, well, it happens mm. is insufficient. And it's, if it's not the point of the show to go through it. And if it isn't the point of the show, if it isn't the plot of the show, because the, the generic, the intelligentsia group were the plot of the show, mm. But men bad, <laughs> mm-hmm. except Pug, and maybe her dad, was the content of the show. And saying, well, some men do it in a cult, is not... <laughs> do, do you see where I'm going? It just... It was a lot with no real sort of payoff. And then when you have to come out through the fourth wall and not really resolve all of those things... I just I found it really a really peculiar thing overall. But again, as I say, plenty of people thought it was great or funny. And you know, maybe if I lived outside in the world more, 
and uh, dealt with more such men in mm. my everyday life, maybe I would find this resonated differently. Um, but as it is, it just made me super uncomfortable and sad. <laughs> and again, redefining the concept of comedy. But um, I found a lot of it relatable. But in, I think because we've only got 20 something minutes, cramming, it's the kind of thing that's relatable with it, you know, so one of those things would happen to you in a week. Mm-hmm. But because they're crammed into this 20 mm. something minutes, mm. then it does feel a bit kind of bang, 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 bang. Um, but I, and, I didn't. I didn't think any anything that they did, other than like I said, some of the dialogue choices being slightly on the on the nose. I don't think there was anything that I thought was unrealistic. I I agree. I don't think any of it was unrealistic, but that was also all that we sort of saw, and I'm not sure what it was for. What? Like it, it sure made the point yeah. that those things happen, but to what end? But I think there is an element, whether it's something that lands with um, with everyone or not, there's an element in comedy of observation, isn't there? It's and actually because, an element of humour as well, though. Yeah, but it didn't land with you. It's obviously landed with lots of people, so for them there is an element of humour. But is misogy- but, misogyny funny, though? But I don't, think, I don't think the show ever suggested that misogyny was funny. I never got that from it. Well, it no. was more laughing at, you know, the idea being, look at this tosser. <laughs> You know? I think that's what I wanted it to be. And I think that in some of the dating stuff, it was a bit. Mm. But it, I guess it was just very deadpan. So I didn't know if I was supposed to be laughing at it or going, God, that's horrible. Why are you still doing this? <laughs> mm. It was so relentless and deadpan. I, I Yeah. I, I think that's where, where I ended up. I sort of didn't get why it was there other than, you know, showing us her her experience and the experience of women in the world and men being awful at them. Lord, uh, Abby, you make a, a really good point there that by her going to the writer's room, they almost had the opportunity to say, why did you include this? And just have a, a line or two of, we wanted to show X, Y, Z. And then her say, oh, but you need to pay it off in in this way. And they go, oh, well, let's do that. And then and then have the scene where... Because the bit that surprised me, and this is what made me think of the question, is I don't feel like... The, the guy who was behind Intelligentsia in the end, mm. Todd. I don't think there was ever a point of saying, and what you're, you've done is wrong. And uh, and you have... Uh, uh, making him understand that. Making him yeah. understand that you can't talk about women in that way, and you can't invade privacy in that way. I think it's, it's said that it's a criminal thing, but they've not then done a delivery of him going. But all of the, I was doing that, I was portraying the truth, yeah, and it's still a crime, and you're still going to be pursued for it. But with any of our other villains in, or with the majority of our other villains in Marvel, do we have a dialogue with them and get them to and they get to a space where they admit that they were wrong? We don't, I was we gonna, just bash them. <laughs> I was going to say, I think they've usually done things that we better understand to be crimes, but I don't know what we understand to be crimes anymore. Internationally. And, and isn't that the point this show wanted? That was that we didn't just bash them; that we actually dealt with the problems behind the thing. That she says, you know, the the, the powers are not the yeah. And um, she's going to see she's going to see him in court. Mm. I don't, there's another way of looking at that. And why why is it on She Hulk to educate this guy that what he's doing yeah. is wrong? I I agree that I you don't need to redeem him. That. The last thing we need is another bloody redeemed villain. I, I I agree on on that scene, the bit where she said, "I'll see you in court," and she and she firmly stuck to, "I will see you in court." Yeah. I, I did That's like fair. that, and I felt like that was her power. That is her real power there, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't give the satisfaction of of anything else. And I I did yeah I agree I I think that was good. But it, it doesn't. Just to answer that point on, on why is it her? I think you mean her, the character, rather than She Hulk, the show, because it doesn't have to be her. I mean, even if it's not him, you've got all these other men there who are part yeah. of it as a, in a sort of cultish, you know, dare I say, subreddit way. And there are some terrible, terrible subreddits out there mm. where you could you could have had the talk, and, and you could have had Pug, Daredevil, Hulk, even the Mill Blomsky, someone doing a thing of this is indoctrination and. Um, 
fundamentalism. What what are you trying to achieve with that? Because it's not going to make any difference. So anyone who's watching the show who already thinks what they were doing is awful, that doesn't necessarily add anything. Mm -hmm. The other people are either not watching the show or I hate watching it, and it's not going to make any difference to them either. So I don't know. I I think we're putting a lot of pressure on a 20-minute law-based comedy. Maybe it moves the needle, and maybe that's what I, I was looking for in some way that it mm. didn't. Um, and, and you're absolutely right; it can just be an entertaining TV show. Mm. But then it also included this thing that I, I, I don't know why it necessarily included it in the heavy-handed way it did. And I, I expected something from it, and perhaps that's my fault for having those expectations. Uh, I want to make a sort of comparison. I'm trying to work out a way of doing it that is not really bad or bad taste. Um, let's say some some kind of I don't know some other genre show. Mm. say a murder show um you have a show that is is all about committing a murder or Mm -hmm. doing something bad and you go through all of the things about sort of how to do it and what it is and then it stops and you're sort of just left with the lawyers and things and no one ever goes so they just they just did that they really just did that and one guy got arrested and everyone else what Mm. did more murders (laughs) you know it's it's the, the, the comparison it's reminding me of the the thing in the two thousands and sort of early twenty tens um, mm. and, and comedy shows particularly did a thing of making old or not intelligent people quite racist mm. Mm. and it wasn't called out it was just there as isn't racism funny because it's stupid people doing it and it felt mm. like again the way of having in what might be considered funny to some people by doing the thing that perhaps you shouldn't be doing. Mm. And it doesn't feel like that helped anyone. Again, it shouldn't necessarily help, but it just meant there was this continued thing of there were certain types of people who were racist. And actually, those are not the people, and those are not necessarily the the, the mm. systemic problems that need yeah. to be discussed. I'm not sure it gets, I, I... And I, I understand what you're saying with that example, absolutely. Okay. But using that then as the model... I'm not sure I can really see any misogynist watching this program in order to laugh at the people being misogynist. Do you see what I mean? Yep, yep. Um, because it's so clear in what its stance is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that you can see people who are like, oh, yeah, Josh is a bit like that. He's in, in one of those crowds. God, don't they look stupid? Oh, no. But it's their mate Josh, so it's fine. Yeah, I I think I can see that it is a normalizing. <coughs> I guess it it it's just laying it out and saying this is normal, it, isn't it? It's, it's mm, that sort of thing of why I would really... want there why I would want there to be a line of you can't do this. And, and to be fair, actually, the the thing of she'll see him in court for it. I, mm. Yeah, absolutely fine. Okay, um, but something about all these men who've gone to this this point and. The fact it's actually a terrible way to think and someone saying it's because you're exposed to this and think of it in a certain way. And maybe someone who's hate watching and going, well, I believe some of this stuff because of what I've read and seen people posting and writing about it. And, you know, maybe I should reconsider. Like I say, it it's not going to solve the problems of the world, but maybe it moves the needle. I think having, particularly if we're talking about the, the finale... Pug, right, so Pug has been set up as not just like a nice guy, but you know, mm-hmm. quite a cool guy with his trainers and you know, and his revulsion. And you know, he has to be absolutely convinced by Nick to start with. Mm. And even when he's in there, he sort of walks into a to one of the circles to say something and then just walks away because he just can't face mm. doing it. Mm. Meanwhile, mm. he's doing it, it's sort of you know, he's not doing a very good job selling it. <laughs> and so, I think that in part is, is sort of yeah. our look, this is our decent guy. And he's really not comfortable with these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I completely appreciate that. And I was pleased for it because my disappointment with the show was I wish there would have been more Pug because I quite enjoyed him from the off. Yeah. Just like, you know, here's a map to the best bathroom in the thing. Stuff. Yeah. That's quite a nice character. I, you know, I'm enjoying this thing. And then the moments we had with him, it's like, yeah, they're showing us somebody who's into trainers and being cool and so on, but is also actually a decent guy. Yeah. Mm. I don't think it's about moving the needle for people who might be misogynists but i think it's about moving the expectations maybe Mm. i i think it's more you know and again it seems to be the community of people that one imagines have more experience of these things 
God, I don't know. It really made me feel like maybe I just don't see people enough and this is why. <laughs> just, I just think it's that thing of like, it's so unpleasant and there is no sense that this is anything other than, well, what are you going to expect? You know, one man. Well, men in LA. Well, oh, it is like that, isn't it? And it's just so constantly like that. And you've just got the one that sometimes you can call and be like, hey, talk to me. Hmm. Train a guy. Did like a strange thing that was very endearing. Um, yeah. I think we could have done with at least one more decent well, we male character. I liked, I liked Luke. Um, Luke. Luke wasn't pleasant. No, but I did like him. And he I, was, I he was good as a in a different way. That he was. Um, <laughs> the fashion stereotype that he was yes. but um but yeah i wouldn't necessarily put him in the good good yeah. guy but he wasn't the uh, the massive hateful misogynist no he no was no, just no. A, a fashion just person with other hateful things yes. yeah. other and, goes, and i guess of course we also had daredevil in full romantic hero and maybe yeah. that is also part of the thing is because daredevil, daredevil doesn't sweep in and seem so great if you haven't just radically kind of viscerally despised all the other ones you've seen all the way through mm. so if you do want to sell a romantic pairing and this show definitely did mm. um i guess that helps because mm. way to look like a white knight charging in yeah and i um, love the fact that he turned up after it was all done <laughs> so we do get him again and we get that yeah. nice chemistry and everything but there yeah. isn't and her you know her pointing out even the hulk smashing through the ceiling to come and and rescue yeah mm. she points that out as well I think it's just a lot of discomfort for no nothing else other than that's life, I guess. I think. So I I found a lot of it quite refreshing that it was on the screen because mm, it okay. is life and it is mm-hmm. life I have experienced. Like mm. I said, pro- not in the quite intense way that they do it. It would be more Not in 20 a... minutes so much yeah, from exactly. so many different men. No, exactly. <laughs> um and we actually don't see a lot of it on the screen normally. So for me, I'd read it more as the comedy was in the... Well, look at this top nine. I have to be really careful with my language. <laughs> Tosser. Um, and you know, so basically just a bit of an eye roll. But yeah, I can see if it's something that... Like I said, it did feel quite intense having it quite so so much. And I think it's that intensity of why I wanted to ask the question. Why even please we've had a fairly robust conversation about mm. it. Because I think that leans into it was one of the points of the show and what it wanted to, pre- to present. So oh, it, it has been really useful to get into this. So thank you. You know, mm. I know it's not necessarily the easiest or most comfortable conversation for any of us. So Maybe you. intensity is something that a lot of American comedy really does draw into. You know, mm. there's a great deal of American comedies over the years that I've not particularly enjoyed because they have intense grossness or intense confrontational nature to them where they're just kind of very much mm. and it's true that i don't really engage with that kind of thing a lot and i suppose this is also the thing about marvel is it is just doing so many things for so many mm-hmm. audiences and yeah i suppose that too is is a comedy mm. I don't know. <laughs> so having made a comment about i enjoyed this because it didn't necessarily tie into the rest of it it was just its own thing that like i didn't have to have the expectations of what does this mean is it mephisto is it so on <laughs> hey hulk's got a son and yeah. has been off on on Sakar and has a son named Scar, who smokes a cigar. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. And drives isn't it? a car. Well, we don't know. He might. We don't know how old he is because we don't know. He, he could be considerably younger. But yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Because mm. he was Hulk the whole time he was on Sakar. So who the hell is the mother? <laughs> Assuming there is one. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Do you know, I, I kind of almost don't want to go down this route, but <laughs> I was thinking the other day, because of that, well, at the time, Hulk has sort of the mental age of a two-year-old or something. He's he's so he three-year-old. He's more... Mm-hmm. Um, well, then talkative isn't the right word I want. He's more what, verbose. When, when does this happen? Is this in the films that we've already seen? Well, all we know is that it happened on Sakaar. And so he was on Sakaar in Thor Ragnarok. Having gotten there. Oh, in fact, no, this is where we should do our... Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen listeners. Thor Ragnarok like five times. Abby, how does Avengers Age of Ultron end? 
<laughs> oh, it wasn't going to be that cruel. <laughs> Paul Bettany is Ultron. Yeah, okay. Right? Particularly yes. thinking around the characters we're now talking about. <laughs> Paul Bettany. Oh, no, Paul Bettany's no, not Ultron. It's not Ultron. No, he's the one. No, Ultron's well, the one that looks of, like Paul Bettany. Of, I mean, there's some Jarvis, isn't there? Yeah, it's Ultron is the thing that they make that is like the robot that is like a bit of all the things. And then he's like evil instead of like Vision, who's good. Yeah. Does he become Vision? No, he's different. Uh, kind. I mean, it's a bit. His, Do you know what? I'm, body I'm, I'm that he tried to. Yeah. <laughs> is is so? What? How did it end with Hulk? Specifically Hulk. Yeah. Let's, let's, keep let's narrow it down. Is that the one with Hulk smash with Loki? Is that that one? No, that's Avengers no. Assemble. Okay. I guess Hulk goes to Sakaar. That's what. Okay. Congratulations, five points to uh, <laughs> Hufflepuff. Can that just explain Maybe. the whole Ragnarok to us? <laughs> Ragnarok from a Hulk perspective. So Ragnarok, well, Hulk turns up and he's wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> he wears a t-shirt that's quite good. And then they go to like a junkyard or something. And What? Because he's quite sad. And then they have to hang around it. And then they go in a spaceship. That's Bruce. We're well, talking Hulk, from a right? Hulk yeah, but that's Hulk when no, no, he's but, but... got his PhDs. Okay. So yes. that's about half an hour into the film. Yes. What about when we first see Hulk? Is he like a prisoner somewhere? Do they rescue him from... Oh, oh, the one with the cloak. Is it the one with the cloak? You know, from... um, With the TV show. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Is it Jeff Goldblum? Does he have Jeff Hulk? Jeff Goldblum is in the film, yes. <laughs> but does he... <laughs> this is why people make me do this. <laughs> This, this is but from a, is a listener recommendation, uh, <laughs> suggestion, actually. Who, who was it that suggested it? Rachel. Is it Rachel? Yeah, Someone who's Rachel. regretting their choices. Really. <laughs> <laughs> is this, does Jeff Goldblum have him in like a. Yes, room? that's probably close yes. enough. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Do they play cards? <laughs> cards with axes and hammers. And in a kind of walls. gladiatorial <laughs> combat way. Gladiatorial. It's not like the one in. in, in <laughs> not Singapore, you know, in Sakaar. Doctor Strange. No, no, where where Wong was. It's Come not like that. that. Uh, well, I mean, yes, it is like that, but it's different. So, but they have? Do they have fights? Is it like that? There's in a Doctor massive Strange. like gladiatorial arena. Yeah, when no, you say Doctor like, Strange, you mean Shang-Chi. <laughs> I didn't even. I I glossed over that completely. I didn't even. <laughs> Because Wong is in Doctor Strange, so it's not that weird. <laughs> but he's also in Shang-Chi. And they go to But Macau. you know who's not in Shang-Chi? Doctor Strange. Place. Not Singapore, but it's. Anyway, they go to Macau and then there is some fighting. Is Hulk doing that kind of thing? In a way, in the way that the gladiators in Roman times did. Oh, yeah, with like an. Oh, he's a friend from I know, work. Yeah, he's oh, a friend from sad. work. Oh. Yeah. oh, I thought that was the other thing with the guy with the bike on the wall. What? No. What? No. what? Anyway, what bike or No, you know, like the little Disney shorts. Kyle. Yeah, Daryl. Was that not Daryl? Was it not? Was that not the friend from work? No. Well, that's this is the thing from no, the film. That's, that's from Thor. Is that from the film? Yeah. Okay. And he says, "I know you're a friend from work," and then they don't fight. Do fight? They do fight. Do fight. So that's the car. Yeah. Yes. But also Rome. <laughs> it's a car which is like Rome with the gladiatorial. And Jeff Goldblum is in charge of it. Jeff yes. Goldblum is in charge and his champion and is the Hulk. Keeping... Yes. Oh, his champion. So it's... Yes. Yes. Right. So he is kind of a prisoner, but it's like a luxurious room. Right. Okay. Right. So that's I'm fun. Really and we will be doing that, that again. I've forgotten those things, but I did have that. It is in here. We will be doing this again as soon as another film. In fact, this, I may just start mentioning films. A great success, frankly. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. People have spent a lot of things. Night that was, that was a triumph. Ask me to explain all of Star Wars and six hours later you'll be crying. Uh, anyway. that, that's what we, we, do you know what? We should just do a pod that's just Abby tells us the MCU from the start. No, don't. No. Well, okay. I need help. <laughs> But uh, you can let's talk that. about this after. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. Basically, so Hulk was in a bad state. Well, Hulk, Hulk, he was Hulk. So Banner was Hulk for two years. He couldn't transform back. 
Um, and, and seemingly when he did then transform back to Banner, seemingly didn't know that he'd been the Hulk for that long. He had to be told. Mm. Um, so, and the Hulk, when we see him, he is more verbal than we've seen in the past because in the past he's just kind of gone, smash. He's been um, there for an hour at most, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so, you know, he actually managed to have a bit of a conversation with Thor, but he is like a toddler. Um, so he's had a baby? Consent issues? Clone? Uh, his, his vocabulary is not there, but but I would argue the fact he gets, like, the metaphor of which one of them is like a fire, which one of them is a small fire and so on. His his mental yeah, reasoning yeah, okay. is better, I would. Because I really don't want to have that conversation. No, I know. It's, it's <laughs> not a uh, route I wanted to go down particularly. <laughs> but, mm, mm. but I'm mm. glad we did because then we got... Is there <laughs> another character well, that we've met? Abby. Is there another character that we've met who might have been there and like it's not like from that time, but it is someone who might have been there for some reason? Did he and Jeff Goldblum have a child? I don't know. Well, that would definitely be interesting. Uh, well, I mean, we—I'm assuming it's when he was on Sakaar that time. He might may have, have been back a to Hulk. Yeah, might but it's not—it's not, it's not a breed, is it? No, but you can take bits because we established that in this. We went into all this trouble of taking bits of I them did to make definitely more. establish it's in the DNA. But would we that did... be his son then? Well, he might because you know, Jen didn't family. But Jen didn't become his daughter because he made her a Hulk. No, but also Jen's not a teenager and she's also his cousin. No, I know, but so... <laughs> but what, what I mean is, maybe they hadn't met before. Yeah, I, I, my... So he's like adopted him. Well, my assumption was, because we see the Sakaar spaceship arrive at the beginning with a message, my assumption is he's been told he has a son. Either then and then has gone back, or has been told he has to come back to the car, and that then he's been told he has a son. Mm. I my um, interpretation wasn't that he's known about this child before. Mm. What what did you guys think? Yeah, same that he's gone and clicked his son for whatever reason. And I assume they've gone through some kind of portal into an extra universe because I didn't know he'd been there before. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, some kind of multiverse thing, maybe where he, like he's in charge of the car. But the, also the fact that when that spaceship arrived, he immediately identified what that it was Sakarian. And this is just, they saw it and then immediately crashed the car. Mm. And immediately after that, he was able to identify the Sakarian ship, exactly which class it was, which also would have suggested perhaps he's been back to Sakar since. Mm. You know, for him to have that knowledge and to not be, he didn't seem particularly baffled by it. He said, oh, they probably got a, a message for me. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe, like maybe he's been he working over there for a yeah, while. Yeah, maybe, maybe mm. he's been popping back, and and that's so maybe. Okay, it so maybe it's Professor Hulk has had a child potentially. Okay, Smug yeah, Hulk, yeah, yeah. as she calls him, which I do like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. did like that. Uh, Could stick with that. Yeah. So okay, how long is it in She Hulk from whenever he was there before? Um, since Ragnarok. Mm. I don't know. That's a good question. Potentially, it's like eight years. It'll be something like five to eight years, I think. Does this guy look reasonably teenage? Where is? Where is Ragnarok? Ragnarok takes place in twenty seventeen, hmm. and they're now in what twenty twenty four, something like that. Hmm. Well, he seemed older than seven. He did, but we don't know the growth rate of a Hulk, do we? Mm, this is also true. Could he have been there before? Does he go and win soldier? No, that's the first time because they he accidentally crashes into car. I think. Okay. Well, it's not clear, but I think maybe it is like an alternate universe Hulk, in Could which be. maybe maybe Scarlett Johansson is the mum in an alternate universe, and her name is Black Widow in this series. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? It was something which I think I'll do next episode, but there's a quiz I found. Oh, no. We have to name the film based on... Oh, gosh. <laughs> do you know what? I'll probably be spectacular at it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway look, look, um, look to it. Her name is Natasha, actually. Yes. Natasha Romanoff. I yes. know. I've seen things. Are actually, you Googling? I remember Black Widow. No, I'm not. <laughs> around. No, I like Black Widow. I've watched it many times. Yes. I can kind of remember that one. Anyway, it's good. maybe, maybe though, that's because we haven't had much of this um, 
I keep wanting to say metaverse. Oh, too much time at work. What's it called? You know, <laughs> multiverse. Multiverse. Yes. Uh, yeah, maybe it's linked into the disaster things from Doctor Strange 2. Um, yeah, it could be. Conjunctions. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Something. Maybe he doesn't have a son in this the, one, but yeah, he's it's the Hulk through. and Asha's son from. Yeah, I can't see her being robust, robust enough to give birth to a Hulk, and everything like, that, uh, that implies. Death to that again. She's <laughs> a different one. Oh, oh gosh, hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, maybe it's wow. a different Hulk. Maybe the powers are different. Maybe it's been bitten by radioactive. Gamma ray. I don't know. I don't know what Joker coming for there. Yes. Radioactive courgette. <laughs> Maybe it's a young Bruce. Anyway, the the thing is, the thing <laughs> is, after all this She-Hulk, how on the nose to end it with here's another mm-hmm. He-Hulk. <laughs> like seriously, who's not going to be called He-Hulk? Hulk Junior, Hulk son, son of Hulk. Because because <laughs> there, there, there was a, a moment in this where they do a thing about the name is She-Hulk and she doesn't like it, but it's like okay, this show has spent. If we're talking the other intense things, this show has spent a lot of time telling me that the name She-Hulk is here to stay. Mm-hmm. And I still say that's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the doubling down of Kevin going, oh, but that's where we were going to introduce. And she says, no, don't. Yeah. But then they do it anyway. And it is absolutely for a second and then we move on. Yeah, it, it's really kind of almost a throwaway thing. Yeah. Mm. Particularly because... And again, I don't know the details of this, but I've heard some people talking about it, that this potentially predicts certain routes they might go because okay. it ties into comic runs. Right. Um, so there are a few people saying, oh, this means we get Planet Hulk War something. Mm-hmm. War Hunt, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure people are shouting at their uh, devices at the moment. But but, but the MCU has never done that. No, the MCU has always gone, we want to use these characters and maybe some references to these stories, but not necessarily the stories themselves. Yeah. So they want to do bits of House of M, but they've not done yeah. House of M. They want to do, you know, using Hela, but not mm-hmm. necessarily as fully as they have elsewhere. So um, mm. if they like a character, they're bringing it in. Which is good. Like, I, I still want them to do new stuff and, and different stuff. Mm. So whether this landed for me or not, at least it was different from the other shows. At least they've attempted something. So and we get like Hulk Squad now. Hulk Squad. Could be a young Avenger. Hulk Squad assemble. Oh. Could be a young Avenger. What a good shout! Oh, really yeah. good shout. I don't nice. think traditionally he is in the comics, but as you've said, I'm quite happy to yeah, play with that. Absolutely. Um, and do you know if this is gonna, you know, I, at the moment I'm not interested in a series two because series one didn't land for me. Mm. Parks and Rec series one is not very good. Mm-hmm. And that's a great show. And there were other shows that where the, the initial attempts were not as good as the later attempts, and they become something good. And and there are the bare bones, I think, of something that could really grow. So who knows? Yeah, I as I said, I, assuming this is now the kind of tonal uh, trajectory that if they stay on that from the last two episodes, I'd be very happy to watch season two. I would want to watch a few before we podcast again about it. Yeah, I think okay. I'd want to do it in I'd halves. Want to get, I'd want to make sure that we're all kind of like, there's enough more for us to say here mm. than just repeating everything we've said. Because mm. as with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I, much I love talking to both of you, it's not the most fun when we don't yeah. really rate That's something because fair. you just feel like you're... Yeah. Well, there's not a whole lot there. And I think it's... I think it's been worth it going through the first seasons of most of the shows. Mm. Except, funnily enough, Hawkeye, I think, was the one that we did the fewest episodes on and enjoyed the most. Yeah, that, 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 that and Miss Marvel, <laughs> I think. Mm. Yeah, mm. and Miss Marvel, yeah. Um, and actually, Miss Marvel was the one that had, I think, enough content, really, mm. to it. Enough sort of detail and everything. That that was the first one that felt like, yeah, they, they've got it. they figured this out now. Mm. How to do their yeah. stories as TV shows. So. And... And then again, maybe we had you know, a Moon Knight as well. I, th- I felt like that was really worth doing on, oh, on yeah. episode by episode because, again, there was just so much. So maybe as well, this being a very different, a lighter, shorter show, I think when we've come off the back of these things that had so much meat, not just like, you know, regular meat, but like Marvel meat, mm. you know, they were, they were really dense and well-packed. And I think we have had a good run of shows going into this. And I... 
suppose I'd sort of forgotten what it was like when we'd just been having the kind of increasing misery of Falcon and the Winter Soldier before. And, well, you know, I think there were points at which we were like, actually, is there any point in Marvel doing TV at all? Mm. But I think what we have established this year is that there absolutely is a point to Marvel doing TV and to doing a range of TV. Mm. And I guess this is part of that range. And if it means that they can put some things here and not feel like they have to do everything in other shows that wouldn't suit it, then hey, why not? Because there's certainly, there was, I feel there was this audience. I think I'd be sad if it didn't get a season two, um, given that I think there really is a gap Mm. for something like this. You know, a Marvel show led by a female character in her 30s, 30s, mid-30s. I given again the audience <laughs> i think that's kind of nice and i think particularly with the un- the sort of ensemble that they've built around her i really mm. want to see a lot more of them and i would be looking forward to seeing which i'd be assume assume would be a bit more like the penultimate episode where it is this mix of the lawyer stuff and her superheroing which is what she's sort of said mm. uh, when she's questioned on the court stamps I really like a lot, lot more of the office and the law stuff. Mm. And then, like, the benefits of her being physically competent mm-hmm. in in those scenarios if she's going to be around people who are quite mm. dangerous and difficult. I, mm. One thing I didn't uh, mention that I do think is probably my favourite bit from the whole show was that bit with the characters whose names I've forgotten. One of them is Nikki. And... Pug? No. Mallory? Yes. <laughs> um, Mallory and uh, the guy who kept killing himself to get out of his mm. weddings. Yes. Mm. I genuinely found those that whole storyline hilarious and I would watch that show. I want that show and Much I want that. Yeah. She-Hulk mm. to be in it. Mm-hmm. And Mallory and Nikki and Pug. That, that's what I want. And they can go for drinks and it's fine and they can... You know, Daredevil can stop by and we can enjoy that and they can try and work it out long distance. I think that would all be like, can't we just have that show? Can it be fine? And she doesn't have to worry about the maybe other 2024, 2025. We will. We all see. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Good. Well, that's, Good. that's what I want. Do either of you have any closing arguments or additions <laughs> to make? It's been a bumpy ride, <laughs> uh, particularly in the middle, but I came away from it really impressed that they tried something so different we're all saying we want to do something different whether it obviously didn't work for everybody uh but worked for me and mm. so i'm leaving she hulk on a high that i wasn't expecting to and i'm glad that there is the room for all these different types of shows within the mcu yes yeah i'd agree with that really enjoyed seeing so much of tim roth i wasn't expecting that much of tim <laughs> yeah. roth that was nice and um, it would seem more Given yeah. his um, escape to Camotage. Yes, that was uh, good point. I was, I was, I'd mm. forgotten that. That was quite exciting, and um, yeah, nice. That was a nice way. Again, not a She-Hulk way to finish the show, but nice for me. Well, <laughs> having watched all the way through, so yeah, it has been a bumpy ride, and I fell off a few times, and I think I'm a little bit bruised, but mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll always remember it. I, I will not give in you, detail. I, I will give you your She-Hulk way of finishing the show because uh, for me it was Tatiana Maslany. I, I, I love her when the material is up to her standard yeah. and up to up to what she can bring. And there were times she absolutely brought it. I really, really enjoyed it. And let's just finish off with a quick conversation of at least the Cosima wig showing up, if not a video of a clone dance party. What are you talking about? So you know the video they show of uh, when Nikki is hanging out at her parents' house and she shows her a video of... Yes. She appears to be dressed as Cosima. Oh, she's got the long hair, hasn't she? Mm. This is from Orphan Black. Yes. Ah. Interesting. And I thought there would be more fangirling and squealing over a possible Orphan Black reference inside this show. Which which one's Cosima? The scientist with the dreads and long hair oh see i i didn't think those were dreads i thought those were it well, was just I, long curls but yeah it, it is a very blink and you'll miss it to be fair yeah but i think it is styled in the way to to make us think of oh, okay. one of her most famous she did have glasses in, on in as well show. didn't she yeah in the video 
I briefly thought it was footage from I don't know. This some kind of this is what I'm something from it. Vaguely yeah. wondering ah. if it was actually a, a clip rather than. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Mm. Like a costume run or something, just Which like some very exciting. Yes. Did mm. you see that there's uh, meant to be an orphan black spin-off? I saw that years ago. Is mm. that no? Quite recently about that with um, Kristen Ritter. Mm. Woodwatch. Mm. The MCU Woodwatch. tie-in, obviously, of Abby. That one with David Tennant that I really liked. <laughs> yes, well Jessica done. Jones. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> Which I watched. I mean, I watched all of the first and a half series. My dad really got into that one. It's very mm. strange. <laughs> but I, I watched all the no maybe I watched all three series and, and Gary I really Amos. like the Gary Amos is awesome in that I like Gary Amos good so that wraps us up for and we think for TV um, episodic TV for the year so mm-hmm. we still have to come Werewolf by night mm-hmm. made for TV movie by day and <laughs> possibly some other made for cinema movies uh, later on in the year, so we, I'm sure we will be back with them. Where we, I'm sure we'll also have many, many thoughts. So do join us. You can find us on all sorts of social media. If you look up Eloquent Gushing, and don't forget to use the hashtag hashtag MarvelousPod mm-hmm. to let us know any thoughts that you may have. Uh, Laura, where can people find you? I'm at Laura Geeks Out on Twitter. And Abby, where can people find you? I'm at this AE Show. Marvelous. <laughs>